Hello, everybody. This is the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. I'm not saying oh, and get I, it this I'm week. sorry, and I'm yeah. Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans who take on secret identities, change our voices, and we come to you every week to present our unvarnished views on a handful of Value Line stocks. Our bosses would never let us do this, so we have to uh, go a little bit underground. And and we've been doing this for about 25 years. We and sometimes we disagree. We we often do. Uh, but uh, but you know we've been doing this about 25 years. We buy Value Line. We shoot the breeze about these stocks. And now you're just getting in on it. Uh, this is uh, the March 9th. 2007 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey, uh, and uh, I'm going to be coming on at the back end of the show to talk about a couple of things. Uh, there weren't that many good ideas this week, Vern. I have to say, oh, in my I actually did you find I, some? I think I have a couple. Pretty well, good ones. you know, I was handicapped by not actually seeing this week's edition, so uh, I don't know if that bothers any of our listeners. <laughs> but I, no, I, I had some. I think that's pretty nitpicky. Anyway, I had some technology glitches. And that's led to some excessive drinking this week. I just want to warn everyone. I need to make a few disclosures. First of all, we're Wall Street professionals, trust me. And during the week, we really are. And this week, it's been a little stressful. The markets have been stressful. See, you know, CNBC is doing this whole thing about panic in the markets or whatever. That's not helping. My clients are calling every day. The story was about me. Okay. But the clients, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, what? So the market was down a couple percent. This has happened dozens of times in the last 10 years. It's normal, but people panic, etc. So it's a little stressful. Plus, I had some delayed flights today. Uh, I bought a new Vista machine, which let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I know many of you may be on Vista machines. I'm be, having all kinds no, of problems. Be careful. Emotions are running high. On I'm this. having a lot of Vista problems. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we've recommended Microsoft. They'll fix it, I'm sure, for the oh, masses. Yeah. But right, right now, it's not mm-hmm. working for me, and I'm a little upset. Okay. Anyway, other disclosures, what? We may own these stocks. I own Probably a couple do. this week. Uh, we've, uh, you know, this, this one, uh, and uh, we're going to try to give you some really good advice. Uh, it's the same advice we give our professional clients during the week, except we've, in this case, you know, we're we're uh, we're, we're we've been drinking. Let me be honest with you. So, uh, I'm going to be on at the back end of the show with a couple of great ideas. I think Genesee in mm-hmm. Wyoming, G and K Services, sure. and Equifax. That's my number one pick. Uh, but right now, I want to introduce with uh, a modest. Uh, amount of fanfare, my uh, partner Vern Value. Vern, take it away. Where's the fanfare? There you go. Okay, that was pretty modest. Thank right. you. It's extremely mm. modest. I know. Uh, what I, do you got, I actually, Vern? I, you know, it, it, I was looking. Well, I told you when we were talking on the phone, you were in a cab. That uh, I was. There are very few stars on the uh, table of contents of the classic uh, table of contents value lines. Yeah. Uh, March nine investment survey. Well, even they did don't find the a lot of stuff. I don't this think we said the date. I did March. Oh, you did ninth. Okay. It's today. Um, but March 9th. I, you know, the great thing about the online service is you can rank it by timeliness rating. So the first thing I do is, is that go what you do? to the NAs. Yeah, okay. Right. That's a good opportunity. Uh, and one of them this week, actually, well, I'm going to talk about, uh, and then I, you know, work my way up from the bottom. Um, right. But there were some issues with risk profile. I thought a lot of the fives this week. Hmm. Uh, but a lot of they, very um, leveraged companies. That's I, one problem. You know, UPS, transportation, UPS right fuel, now, I think that's all bad. A lot of sense. Um, the world's largest integrated air and ground package delivery carrier. 
domestic 67% of revenue, international Great 19, Great supply company. chain 14, okay? The stock's down. It's around 70 bucks, at least was when that's got to be fuel related, right? Or what? Are they I, losing share? Well, of what I what I see is that the stock achieved at least 84 in each of the last three years. All time high is 89. The well, relative 80, chart looks 84 terrible. 84 is 20 up from where I am. Yeah, relative's been basically going downhill ever since peaking in 02. See, I think FedEx is gaining share. I don't think we have a FedEx sheet. Right well, here. what I do know, no, and I looked at it, and it, it's difficult to say, I think, because of what's happening with Kinko's, and they do have different right. uh, international versus domestic mix. I don't know if uh, FedEx is gaining share domestically Kinko's, or not. Kinko's, I think, Maybe. I think it was a good idea, but oh, I think I, pundits sure. think it wasn't. They think the mailboxes, et cetera, acquisition but by FedEx UPS was a better FedEx has been doing better deal. than UPS has, the stock itself. That's what right. drew me to I mean, I looked at both of them. Yeah. Um, they've restored a, they have uh, return on capital back up above 19%. There were some execution issues that have been part of the early part of this uh, uh, relative decline, you know, 03, 04, I think. Well, wasn't the big thing now, for UPS, it was a few years ago, getting into air at all? Really? I, have, I have a discount to the market on a PE. I have a 2.4% yield, pretty rich. Pretty good. It's priced um, at less than... Um, uh, 12 times 08 cash flow. I mean, this, they both So you're going to get GDP growth, and then on top of that, you're going to get share gains by UPS well, and, and the world and economy. And the company is woefully underrepresented internationally, yeah. right? So there's mm-hmm. going to be international expansion. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a uh, cost structure uh, development that I, I think is probably a 2010 to 2012 uh, issue, but could potentially get priced into the stock as early as 2008, and that's the mass conversion of the delivery fleet to hybrid vehicles. And what are the they going to do hydrogen? That, Is that what they're doing? Well, UPS and FedEx um, are both, ex- and a couple of the smaller package carriers are also, they're all experimenting with a variety of different propulsion technologies. Mm-hmm. But uh, Well, it, the other it, thing that's it, a may huge help. In, if what you're looking for primarily strictly fuel savings, um, it, you want, uh, you, I think you want hybrid hydraulics. But I think most of what they've uh, both companies have put in the field so far are hybrid electric vehicles. But even the electrics are supposed to deliver 35-40% fuel savings. The product is – that's on paper. It's a you know, immature product. Well, the still. other thing that's helping them and FedEx a lot is – hundreds of these is, vehicles uh, well, okay. running regular routes today. But the Internet – People are entering their own information. They're tracking their own packages. Oh, they're taking labor out uh, of the right. operation. So like you're, you're going to get fuel cost savings. Have you gone to a UPS yeah. center recently? Oh. To, right. So I think there's an opportunity for, uh, uh, for earnings and cash flow performance uh, to beat well, value lines calling for 10 to 12% growth of off of, uh, I guess, this 0305 period, which has been very strong. Well, this is really kind of an easy one. Superior company, grow faster than GDP, improving profits, trading at a discount. Stock's down about 10% from earlier this year, and I guess that they reported a December uh, package volume number, let's see, growth 2.9%, value line says less than expected, decelerated from 3.3 in September. Guess what, folks? In the fourth quarter, housing... More importantly, automotive uh, uh, assembly rates in this country uh, took major hits. Both of them generate a lot of freight, especially automotive. It tends to be heavy freight. It's not envelopes. Okay. 
big boxes so, of stuff. So hardly yeah. surprising. And that's probably premium get a, business. Probably get a weak number for the March quarter as well. Start to get better in the April quarter. Buy it now in front of the improvement. So a little bit okay. of fear maybe is taking it down. Well, like, that kind like of company at a discount, long-term investor, um, you know, that just is a sensible Oh, and investment. this is, if you're going to own Good some value. transportation, you probably want to have a little yield. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the NAs, though, which I, I didn't want to yeah. get out of order here, I have no idea how you pronounce this. Macquarie? Isn't I don't this know. a, uh, this is a, uh, this is a financial name, or a, I'm not sure, but I also have I this idea know. that it's an Australian name. Uh, but the business, not, it says, uh, is headquartered Scottish? in New York. Uh, Mac, it's M-A-C-Q-U-A-R-I-E. The symbol Q, is that throws you. M-I-C on the New York. Hmm. Uh, just came public in December of 2004. Uh, is a trust. And it owns, operates, and invests in a diverse group of infrastructure businesses in the U.S. like airport services and parking. I never uh, heard Natural of gas distribution and liquid storage terminals. So not a lot of growth. Well, there's no history here. They just come public well, Right, recently. yeah. They only have history back to 05, really, for full year basis. Um, they, they charge a fee, and uh, they, earn, they earn a performance fee. Uh, a lot of it's based on how the stock is doing, though, or the equity, uh, whatever this thing is called. Is it an equity, straight equity? I, I don't know. Uh, it's a I trust. It's probably a unit share trust certificate or what, something. Is that a really 6% a, yield, I say? Yeah, 6.1% yield. The stock, whatever this is, stock, I guess, up gem there. is uh, above 38 bucks. Last year's high about 36, a year before 31. Thing, one of the things that caught my eye here, though, is that they're showing net buyers of the stock by insiders. October, November, December, the stock was going from low 30s to high 30s, hmm. and insiders were buying it. Um, they, um, they according to Value Line, predictable and stable cash flows. Well, that makes sense. You know, airport parking and natural gas distribution, where you get paid, you know, on throughput. Um, they have a caution that maybe not all the uh, distributions, not all the six percent, will qualify as a dividend. And what they do is they take surplus cash and they invest it in acquisition. So you, you grow slowly, but you grow. So I get a 6% yield with a little bit of growth. 12 to 13 times cash flow, that's a 7 8% yield. So maybe okay. I have 1 to 2% growth or something. I, How risky is their business? They have $2.50 a share to use on acquisition. Cash flow grows $3, CapEx, $0.50. I don't know, really. Hmm. But I think it's very interesting. I'd want to know more about it. It's... I mean, it's well, um, maybe like somebody a, can do a little work on it. It's a that. bit like a REIT, I think, even though it's a service business. But maybe it's got some growth potential. Val at thevalueguys.com. If you know, do a little about, work, send it in. Okay, all we'll right. maybe read it on the and, air. And then my the other idea I wanted to play with because I've got restaurants this week in Value Line Restaurant Industry is look for a I have a, a, a thematic idea based on uh, what's happening with ethanol, right? Major pressure. It's crazy what's going on. Creating huge demand for corn. Why corn. don't we have the government insist on digging big holes uh, all over America and then filling them in again? That'd be terrific. That's something I want to pursue. It's going to um, it's pushed the price of corn up huge, right? Acreage of corn is going to go way up. Production is going up a ton. There's a variety and of positive benefits. And so now benefits. beef is going to go up. The, the acreage, incremental acreage that goes to corn, primarily will come from soybeans. Why don't we just buy oil so from Canada? So a few Canada. soybeans, prices for soybeans will go up as well. Right. 
there's a livestock, lot of uneconomic stuff going on because of these crazy incentives. Livestock producers depend on both products, importantly, as input costs. Their input costs are going to go up dramatically. Right. I mean, unbelievable. There's a variety of uh, impacts here. One of the things that's going to happen... What's going to happen to the corn dog? food prices are going to go up. And I think it's probably likely it's that if you're a food processor and uh, bacon... Or corn, whatever it is, costs more. And there's people making you millions of a, dollars building big factories. Margin on that, and in, just like manufacturing companies did what? with steel, they'll pass these incremental costs on to the buyers and users of food. And that's us, folks. We Why all buy and use food. Lower the cost of electricity by lifting all the environmental restrictions on building plants. Certainly be safe with coal. But somebody and else. make electric cars. That's Excuse all we me. need to do. This isn't a dissertation. Listen, on I'm just, that gets me a little upset. So, I, I have to I, be the candid. restaurant industry, are they a beneficiary or? No, they're not, of course. They're not a beneficiary of higher input costs because they can raise their prices and we can stop going to their restaurants. That's right. True. Absolutely. There's there's a demand curve for every kind of whatever the food. All right, so I'm looking for a short here. Hmm. I'm looking for something that looks very expensive. Yeah. And I think I found one. Try R. What do you got? Symbol T R Y. Try. Value line rates at a three. The stock recently uh, between nineteen fifty and twenty dollars. Uh, highs earlier this year at the very end of last year, twenty two dollars all time high. Uh, never uh, until. Last year, never traded above 17 and a half. Okay, um, forecast by Value Line to earn 40 cents in 2007. And there's a checkered history here. So in the prior 10 years, I added up cumulative earnings per share, a loss of 30 cents. So we're going from not so losing good. 30 cents in a decade to earning 40 <laughs> cents in one year. That's wow! A, that, I'm impressed by the improvement in execution here. Uh, cash flow. Cumulatively over a decade. I love that. You have to have some cash flow. $2.73 per share. Per share. Stock at 19. Supposed to do supposed to do a dollar this year, a dollar 30 next year and two and a half bucks within 5 so years. At that rate it's going to take you 7 decades just to get your money back. Is that what you're saying in here? No, Vern? what I'm what I I'm mean, saying is that hilarious. the forecasts have to be considered a bit suspect. Uh, what's my sensitivity to a miscalculation on the top line here? Well, I don't know, but debt to total capital, 75%. Ouch. A lot of, lot of financial leverage. Well, the numbers, here's Plus the we issue. we just talked about food The numbers are a little in. messed up here because, in the, according to the description, by the way, Triarch owns Arby's. Okay, that's what we're talking ah, about. Arby's. They sell meat Beef. sandwiches. Remember we were talking about meat prices going up? That's not good. Okay. Um, they also own 64% of, it says an asset manager. I can only assume a money manager, but I don't know. You would need to find out. Deerfield and Company. Could it be And according to Value Line, they're they're, they're, uh, actively considering restructuring the company and spinning this out or IPOing it or something. Well, that would explain why the stock had never traded above $17 until 2006 and suddenly is, you know, a $20 stock. So Hmm. um, I need to explore the valuation on this asset manager, I, I'll leave that to our dear listeners to do. But at uh, almost twice T-R-Y. a TRY, so at almost Edgar, twice a market multiple oh. with a lot of financial leverage and unprecedented financial performance forecast to support the current valuation. I mean, it just looks like a short all by itself before you realize their largest input cost is food, 
And yeah. food prices are getting ready to go up a lot. Well, and interest rates and interest rates. And uh, who knows? It, when you're in the foot, when you're in the restaurant business, folks, food is almost a fixed cost. Unless you have outrageous volume growth, in any given year, you might have two, three, five percent changes in the level of meat you're buying. Well, then whatever you used last year is a fixed cost. In they, effect, with seventy-five percent debt to cap, they you throw this, a, food, a lot of food away. This, this company is in big trouble. Okay, now if I want to hedge it, just to be careful, I, I'm going to look for something. I'm, remember, I'm stuck with restaurants. Yeah. So I need cheaper. I need um, why are we, maybe why a little are you less. Stuck with restaurants? Well, I'm because I don't have the food in distribution or processing industry in this week's issue to work with. I see. Just to find a. But I can. A, but I can hedge it with another restaurant if the okay. restaurant is predominantly located in the part of the country that will benefit the most from a surge in income related to all these agricultural commodity prices going up. It's sort of like the Arabs spending more on airports and condominiums because oil prices are up. Well, that's the Midwest, Hmm. folks. Interesting. And that's names like, how about, we'll start with Bob Evans Farms. What should be more Midwest? Rich farmers are now going to spend more money at Bob Evans They're going to go out to eat more. (laughs) That's right. That's hilarious. And with Bob like Evans, that. with Bob <laughs> Evans, I also have sixteen uh, percent of the business is food products. Huh. So I get a little extra help from food inflation to juice my revenue and earnings. That's growth. pretty interesting. Now they have stores too, I think. Yes. Yeah, right? Well, it's restaurants, right? They, but they have stores adjacent to the restaurants, which helps make a, a fair. No, you're thinking of Cracker Barrel. Cracker Bob Bear. Evans doesn't do Cracker that. They Bear. don't have okay. that model. And according to uh, Value Line. You know, the relative performance of the stock has straightened out after several years of decline in the last year. And um, they've introduced a lot of new products that better fit today's healthier lifestyle eating, if you will. Value Line mentions home-style pasta, uh, knife and fork. New CEO joined the company last year. I think, that you know, you, you're probably looking at a record of significant deterioration execution. You can see it in, you know, historic returns, turn on capital like 12%. More recently, six seven. Value line's not forecasting a lot of improvement. I'd say there's a tremendous opportunity just in terms of the franchise value, but also given this You know, there could be a demographic play here in that so many people may view, you know, as they age, going out to Bob Evans Farms as a leisure item instead of uh, at home cooking or a social yeah. event. Well and uh, and the and the food prices are not, I mean, uh, not there, that the high. food's not bad. Yeah. Now this has. Look, I mean, pre- the, the ticket, the average ticket, is is at a price that people could think, think of it as a value. This stock's surging. I got, I have a twenty four percent premium to market though. Symbol is B O B E, oh. by the way. B O B E, Bob. Well, I don't know if I like that. Right. So, you know, twelve percent debt to cap. So the P is not as expensive as it looks. But, um, I, I see. I'm thinking that I get the offset because I've got food earnings. Right. That yeah. can maybe double in the space of a year or 18, 24 Interesting. Months. Interesting. Right. Can I do better? I think I can. Bob Evans has a market cap of $1.3 billion. i got to get a little smaller. How about Steak and Shake, steak folks? Steak and Shake. Um, uh, over half of, steak and over shake. half of this company's earnings are generated in the Midwest. Value line rates at a five. Here's the five that I found. Here's what got me started on the food really? idea earlier today when I was looking at the stocks. This one trading around a little over 17 recently has traded $21, $22 in each of the last three years. At 17 a little bit of a discount to the market. There is no dividend, however. According to Value Line, well, based on $2 of cash flow, which they earned each of the last two years, 
I've got an eight, eight and a half multiple of ca- gross cash flow. Operating margins historically twelve and a half to fifteen percent. They're twelve and a half percent now. Why wouldn't they be fifteen percent? Return well, you know, on capital. Return on capital used to be twelve percent. Now it's eight. Gee, hmm. I wonder if uh, selling greasy hamburgers and French fries isn't all that it used to be. Value Line has a number. Of, I mean, Value Line Steak and Shake has a number of new healthy menu items. Right. Yogurt yeah. shakes, salad entrees, chicken yeah. sandwiches. Guess what, folks? The numbers are going to get better. Value I heard Lines, an interesting thesis yeah. on this today. I'll. Uh, I was in Atlanta today. Well, let me. So I, I'll, and, I'll finish okay. my wrapping this up. Please. I think this please. might just look like a straight long all by itself. Well, the Steak and Shake story. You know, because maybe you're going to repeat. Here was the point a friend you know, of mine Bob made. Evans bottomed out and turned. Steak and Shake looks like it wants to bottom out relative again. And I, Steak know. and Shake, evidently, a lot of these places that serve unhealthy food, it's all about the food and the cheap food or whatever. Steak and Shake presents an environment. I guess you've got uh, you've got tablecloths, you've got china, you've got a nice environment. Well, Valley Line talks about point. it. They, they compete and with they can, drive-through yeah, in terms of price points. But they win on environment, and they can offer these healthy foods. But you get to go in and sit in a clean foods. place and mm-hmm. eat some you know, nice and food. And evidently, in Atlanta, there are none of these things. So they evidently, from a geographic expansion point of view, which as an well, investor I, mean. I might be interested in, yeah. they have a lot of room to move here <clears throat> in terms of migrating this concept to other territory and, and i don't know if they're on the west coast right so i pair you know so for in other words looked at bob evans familiar name high quality probably would work but i think steak and shake's the better way to do it so i'm long steak uh the symbol is sns steak and shake right that's a symbol that some clever used to have clever. by the way uh yeah. triarch is my short that goes with it try and that's enough of vert value. Oh, wow. Let me Is the show shake over it at and this bake point? it over to... Let's have a beverage break, although uh, we hardly need one at this point, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Good, yeah. All right. How, how much time do we good. have going here? Uh, what time are we at? I don't oh, know. Do sorry. you want to read that? Didn't mean to be so loud. We are, uh, we're about 22 minutes. Into the show already? Yeah, right. Okay. Let's. All right, listen. Uh, this is Val Hughes and... Uh, Get them, I'm, I've just got a couple of names this week. I've been really time-constrained. First of all, I spent a bunch of time messing around with my new Vista laptop, which, uh, listen, I've got six hours into this thing. I can't get a printer to run. I'm unhappy, okay? And so that's bothering me. Then I had airport delays, etc. what have you. Anyway, uh, Val, a little crabby this week. And I didn't have as much time as I'd like for looking at these stocks, but I did manage to breeze through them. I picked a couple here that I think are kind of interesting. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit out of order this week. I'm going to give you my favorite one first, which is kind of funny because I was having printer problems, driver problems, and so uh, half of it actually hasn't printed. I'm looking at just half of a value line sheet right now. But let me tell you, I think the important parts here, Equifax, ticker EFX, it's page 378, uh, these guys are information managers. What group is this in this week? It's in information services. Okay. Equifax is famous for having, you know, your credit rating in their database. And the simple, there's a couple of themes here. One is information turned into knowledge. Okay. That's happening. Uh, knowledge is power. Power is money. Uh, these firms, as we head into, uh, evidently, Alan Greenspan thinks we have a 33% chance of a recession, which 
I'll tell you, I've been doing this a long time. I think we always have a 33% chance of a recession at any time, but then we only get them 4% of the time. That's the opportunity, really, is when people start talking about recessions and it starts getting priced into things, uh, you know, you may have an opportunity. Equifax, as we get into this period where you have some credit concerns, subprime mortgages, uh, the risk of, uh, you know, more unemployment, uh, Equifax is uh, going to be more valuable. People are going to be doing more credit checking already. Uh, mortgages are getting a little more difficult, et cetera. I like the thing. They sell a whole bunch of information. It uh, has been a consolidating market for many years, and, you know, they're one of the uh, leaders here. Uh, let me read to you what, what they is do. It? Them and TransUnion and TRW. First data. Right? First data. Oh. Well, in terms of just credit for consumers, but it goes way beyond that. A retailer needs to check on something to decide whether to give you a credit card. A landlord has to check on something. A uh, an employer, uh, uh, you know, you, you have uh, a lot of checks for credit, real estate. Um, if you're trying to get a loan, the bank's trying to figure this out. So this type of information um, is is increasingly valuable, and the value is in having a long-term database so that the, the data that you do have <clears throat> is more reliable or has higher confidence intervals. Um, so they're a leader. Uh, they go back a long way, and what's uh, attracting me to it right now is a theme we had on uh, one of Vern's this week is you've got a stock trading at a discount, and yet their niche is becoming more and more valuable, and it's already valuable. They're returning, uh, they've been returning 20% returns on capital forever. They use very little debt because they don't need any debt, and uh, their returns on equity are only marginally higher, 22%, which means they could go out tomorrow, borrow a bunch of money, turn their returns on equity into the 40s, attract people's attention. They're not going to do that. They save their powder dry for doing accretive acquisitions as part of the story. Um, you know, they have uh, also very high margins and very high returns. That's, you know, Which some is put at risk by their increasing reliance on acquisitions for growth. Well, they've actually had a, a decreasing reliance recently because their traditional acquisition targets are becoming more expensive, and so they're, they're not doing that as much. And that ah. could, of course, impair their, their growth rates, and mm -hmm. some of the growth rates have been uh, driven by that. In fact, Value Line showing a 9.5% earnings growth rate to this magical period in the future. Uh, but uh, I think that could end up being low. You know, um, they're going to grow from acquisition. Maybe they're not doing acquisitions this year, although I'm sure they will. Did they used to grow faster than that? Uh, let's see. You know, they really never have. They've been growing at uh, <laughs> oh, okay. 7% for 10 years. Okay. Got it. Uh, well, I don't know if it is, other than it's... The value of information is getting greater, and uh, well, the number of competitors. Trend, right? No, but it's going to it's oh. going to continue for some time, hmm. and so their edge in the economy will continue, and it's measured out by their premium returns and their so premium it's margins. It's a defensive idea. No. Oh, it's valuation call then. I'm sorry. Well, why don't you talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> or you could listen. Okay. It's trading at a discount. It's trading at about uh, 10 times gross cash flow. There's no capital spending needs here. They just need cheap computers, but I'd advise them not to get Vista computers. Um, and they grow at, uh, you know, 2x on GDP, which has been the growth of information forever. So it's not a play on some new technology or anything. That, that's the beauty of it. It's very stable. 
what they do in the economy has been growing at 2x GDP for, you know, since computers and information databases were invented. And that's going to just continue, but you get it at a little bit of a discount. And so, uh, and no debt. There's no yield here, though. So it's all just going to come from valuation. This thing does on occasion trade at a premium. So if you wanted to be a little tricky, you could buy it now. It'll grow for a couple years. You trade it out at a 40% premium, something like that. Anyway, Equifax, EFX, it's my favorite this week. Uh, now I'm back to a couple of old. I was sniping at your favorite. Well, you have no credibility on uh, on uh, that type of thing, anyway. That's information services. That's my area. So I, no I think the listeners understand. You don't understand what you're talking well, about. I'm sure huh? they found my questions ridiculous and. Uh, well, you weren't actually posing questions. You were. What's your question? I have no questions. I think you were saying that uh, things here are very stable in terms of growth rates and such. I, and I believe I did say that. Yes. Yeah. So that's been true. That's that's why that's valuable. Like a utility should trade that's it. That's why I was trying to understand right. the in basic. All right. Theory. Anyway, sorry to. Sorry to snipe back. Okay. Genesee in Wyoming, GWR, page 287. This is a theme I've been talking about for some time, rail, <coughs> railroads, uh, and also coal. Rail's gaining share, coal's gaining share. Uh, it's a valuation call. They're trading at about 10 times gross cash flow. They have a little bit higher capital spending need than uh, Equifax. But... They're putting up mid twenties on operating margin, so they've got something proprietary and that people willing to pay up for. And I don't know if it says it here, <clears throat> but these guys own some very proprietary land in the Powder River Basin, and that's a uh, primo area for coal. Burlington Northern comes out of there. It's one reason we like that railroad. These guys own a little service station in there, and uh, no one else does. And coal's gaining share, and I think it could accelerate. Um, their returns on capital are low, and I don't like that very much, except that I think the railroad industry historically has been very slow in writing off assets. And, um, you know, it simply could be something like that, although it doesn't trade at a huge uh, discount to book or anything. But I think that increasingly what Genesee and Wyoming does is a service business in the Powder River Basin, and they have a couple of other terminals that are really switching terminals or they get a fee for service versus actually a price for carrying freight. And that's reflected, I think, in uh, in their margins. And also their historical growth rates here have been very strong. In fact, uh, value 15% the last five years and 18% uh, value line predicts over the next seven years. Uh, the stock is down, and value line doesn't like it as much as they used to. But uh, in part, you know, I think that's just... Uh, you know, value lines dislike of something that's been going down a little bit because they've just evidently kind of thought to downgrade it. Um, but they're buying back stock. They've got a lot of cash flow. Actually, I misspoke earlier. This is actually the company that's doing fewer acquisitions. Equifax. Ah. Uh, I don't know. No, I'd have okay. to say. I thought I'd read that, but I read it about this company. So their growth is slowing down a little bit, although value line's still saying 18%. They're going to buy back 2 million shares. Uh, one negative here is they're increasingly looking internationally to do acquisitions. And, um, you know, sometimes railroads can get nationalized, that kind of thing. I don't care for that. But uh, I think it's a pretty good bet here. Genesee and Wyoming, uh, GWR. And finally, another one. I'm a little bit lukewarm on this, but this week's edition for me was not so great. But... I may have talked about this before. G&K Services, GKSR, uh, 
you know, Vern, I'm feeling a little bad about saying you don't have credibility. I think you do. I want to apologize publicly on the air for my comments that were just the liquor talking. <laughs> okay, okay. We've made up over here. All right. Now, moving along, let's see. G and K, what do they do? They're the third largest North American supplier of uniforms for corporate sale and lease. This is another industry that's historically been extremely stable. And, uh, doesn't consolidation drive growth or is well, there anything else? Yeah, I think so, but, you know, that's largely been accomplished. Huh. So you kind of grow at GDP plus the number of, in, you know, firms that want to have uniforms. Well, for a while, well, it's the square root of three times the number of pockets. Oh, it could be. Right. Uniforms sometimes convey a sense of professionalism, and if you remember a few they years ago, me. there was a so well. That's why I wear a uniform. <laughs> exactly. We both, we both do. We're the but, official uh, financial. You know, this uh, one they launder it, they uniform. deliver it, and all that. And for a while, you know, particularly I my uniform laundered. Services gain share of the economy, so and then laundry gains share of services. It's a way to create a professionalism. But, you know, a lot of that's played out, and uh, and so I don't think you can count on that. What you can count on is the stability. <laughs> you sound very excited. Well, about I'm, this. I am a little bit. It's got a, like a utility. It's not okay. a growth story. All it's right. uh, how much does electricity grow per capita. It's probably the same kind of thing. It's just it's out there. It's stable. They're doing a mid-teens margin. I don't know. I think uh, my usage is about flat this Here's quarter. the key to this is the uh, multiple on cash flow. It's got 440 a share. Estimated for next year, stock at thirty-seven. That's Ooh, nine times. Well, that's less than nine, nine times. Okay, so that's eleven percent plus uh, value line saying they're going to grow earnings at fourteen percent. Well, how in the world are they going to do that? I don't know. That's that'd be higher than they traditionally grow. Could be due to uh, share buybacks as you shrink the share base. Yeah, that is an earnings per share there as well. estimate, I guess. Right. So anyway, yeah. that's all I have. I'm not. Uh, I'm not that yeah, excited I, this I, week, I, I, except for this um, half-printed uh, Equifax. Equifax, which I think is a is a big winner. It's a defensive call. It's no, uh, I, you, you made a pretty good case that it can swing call. between. Uh, I don't I don't categorize stocks that way. I think that what's defensive about it is that good times and bad times. These guys are going to gain share of the economy. Hey. And I don't know if that's defensive. You don't have to be defensive about it. I'm just trying to understand <laughs> your view on this one, Vern. I don't have any view. Anyway, that's my favorite this I week, Equifax, EFX. Listen, what? I had a, I bought an Apple II with my paper route money in 1978. I was helping you program computers back when you got your first computer. So... Anyway. I used to be really good at soccer, too. Yeah. <laughs> you were? <laughs> anyway, I guess that's all for the value, guys. Yeah. Thank goodness this week. Uh, so finish up the show. You already seen my highlight uniform? No, I have not. But go I ahead. Have pictures. Close it's, it out. They're amazing. Close it out. Okay, it's closed out. We'll see you next week. See you? We'll talk to you I next week, know. folks. Bye.